Hey everyone, the topic for today is success and failure. I want to help you to see and think on your idea of success in comparison with the Bible. It is based on my experience on the foreign field and from observations made since being in the ministry. Sometimes we create such a pressure to succeed that we fall into depression when we don't succeed as we would like, or we can become prideful when we do succeed as we would like. This pride is often referred to as the God complex in the book Preventing Ministry Failure by Michael Wilson and Brad Hoffman. Is that our church or our ministry or our building or our funds? Did you really win that person to Christ? Did you really lead your church from 100 to 300 people? Is it yours or is it God's? Did you do it or did God do it? Ministry is built on us will fail in a biblical sense, even if it seems like they aren't failing in a worldly sense. Let me give a couple of examples. You plant a church. Two years later, the church closes. Did you fail? It depends. Was the church your church that you planted and built up, or did God do it? Why are those people now? Did the church? Why did the church close? Are those people still serving God? Are they now in other churches? Did the church close because everyone moved away? Are those souls you lead to Christ and those disciples you made no longer following Christ? Did the church close its doors because they didn't have enough funds for a building? Churches can meet in homes. Churches can meet in parks. Churches can even meet online. We need to think long and hard before we decide to close a church. Are we closing the church or is God closing the church. Here's another example. You start pastoring a church. People in the community really like you. They come to hear you preach. They really like hanging out with you. The church grows from 100 to 300 people. In the ABA, you might as well be famous at this point. You're invited to speak at everything there is to speak at with the ABA. You've taken a church past the 200 barrier. Your church has tripled in attendance. Well, you end up for some reason or another leaving the church. The church attendance drops to 50 with a bunch of old disgruntled members who are struggling to pay the bills on the building they had in addition to all of the expensive add-ons that were added during your tenure there. The 50 is uh, is made up mostly of those who were there before you. The other 50 were not happy with the changes you were making. And they left. Again, is the church built on you or God? Is God growing the church numerically or are you doing it? When it it is us doing it, we will run ourselves ragged. We will run ourselves right into burnout. And that's happened again and again and again. And it keeps happening uh, regardless of the cycle, regardless of the history uh, new new pastors come in, they, they put it all on their shoulders, they do it all themselves, and they run right into burnout. Regardless of all the guys who have come before them and, and have warned them and told them this will happen, they just ignore and think, they think, oh, it's not going to happen to me, and here it goes again. It's, a, it's, a, it's an endless cycle regardless of the amount of education, regardless of the amount of books that are read. Um, it, it, it's just a problem. So how do we know... When it's us doing it or whether it's uh, God doing it. When it is God, it will happen more naturally. It will be work, of course, 
but it won't be so stressful because it is us following God and watching him work and create beautiful fruit instead of us trying to create our own fruits and call it God's fruit. What is God's fruit? We already know that his fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. I doubt if missionaries conveyed in their mission reports that our church is filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control, but has been running in the 20s for the last 5 to 10 years, that the average reader would view that as successful work. However, what if the church was meant to be that size? What if the church was functioning alone without outside funding and actually sending out missionaries itself? What if the church was full of people who were sharing their faith regularly in word and deed? What if the church members were regularly teaching the Bible to their families and friends and ministering to them in times of need? What if all that was happening, but it wasn't resulting in numerical church growth? You would assume, well, there must be something wrong with the leader. He needs to work on his leadership. I think everyone needs to work on their leadership. However, I think we forget we are just tools in God's hands. In Paul Tripp's book, Instruments in the Redeemer's Hands, he hopes to change church culture as he writes about how God uses people who are themselves in need of change as instruments of the same kind of change in others. That is right. Pastors and missionaries haven't reached some super level of spirituality. They are being sanctified by God as they are being used by God to minister to others who are also being sanctified by God. These topics beg the need to address how do we distinguish whether or not it is our ministry or God's ministry. I'm referencing Tripp's book here again. Imagine two concentric circles. The inner circle is your responsibility. The outer circle is your concern. Our responsibility is faithful, is, is to faithfully obey God through denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Christ daily, per Luke 9, 23-25. And to no longer live for ourselves, but for Christ, per 2 Corinthians 5, 14-15. The outer circle represents things that concern us, but are beyond our ability, and thus not our responsibility. We need to identify these things and entrust them to God. We need to know from Psalm 145.13 that God is faithful to his words. And we know that God is sovereign over all things, per Acts 17.24-28. We need to remember not to let the inner circle, our responsibility, expand into the territory of the outer circle, God's responsibility. We need to try not to do things that only God can do. We need to try not to make someone accept Christ or make someone love us. Secondly, we need to make sure not to shrink the inner circle, thinking that God is doing it all anyways. We need to be obedient to what God calls us to do. A washing machine is useless if the start button is pressed. If when the start button is pressed, it doesn't work. A washing machine also can't do something it wasn't made to do, like vacuum floors. We need to understand what we were made to do and be obedient in doing it. We don't need to get caught up in doing things we weren't made to do. We also need to remember to cut ourselves a break. Sometimes we can be our own worst critic. We can always be better at doing something. But we need to trust God's grace and that we are not perfect beings. I don't mean to take away from hard work and big goals. I have big goals and I've had big goals. I think big goals are great. Without setting goals, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. 
I have had, and I still have these big goals, but I have to realize that sometimes my goals aren't God's goals for me. I have to trust that success is just obedience to God and not necessarily what the world so many times portrays as success. Do you get it? Has it sunk in? I hope we aren't letting pride get the best of us. I hope we aren't portraying things as they really aren't. I hope we aren't being people. Uh, I hope we are being people of integrity. I hope that if I am ever letting pride get the best of me, portraying things as they aren't, or am not showing integrity, then someone will point that out to me. I hope that if and when someone does point it out, that I'm willing to humbly accept the critique and repent and change. I also hope that I'm not tearing myself up about ministry because I'm putting something in my hands that shouldn't be in my hands. It is God's church. It is God's world. We are God's and called to watch over God's people. We are just instruments. Do we get it? Do we get success, meaning being obedient to God? Do we get failure, meaning not being obedient to God? Are we willing to accept the results of our successes in faith, even if they aren't as we imagine they would be? I think when we get to that level, we can really have peace, the peace that we need, and ministry is just a part of our lives then, and not about events. I pray that you get this today. I pray and I hope that it's been useful to you. Thanks for tuning in to Heartways Podcast, where we get to the heart to help you with your problems. Until next time.